Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get Up and Do Something Uplift podcast series. Today we have with us Dr. Kella Buhili Cetileone. Dr. Cetileone is an associate professor in the Department of Behavioral Health and Nutrition at the University of Delaware. She earned her doctorate in nutrition from Tufts University School of Nutrition in the area of malnutrition and socioeconomic development. Dr. Cetileone also has two Masters of Science degrees, one in nutritional sciences from Louisiana State University and the other in maternal and child nutrition from Tufts University. At UD, she teaches courses on maternal and child nutrition, like nutrition in the lifespan and maternal and infant nutrition. She also teaches a course on cultural food and global health, like cultural perspectives in food and nutrition, introduction to global health, and issues in international nutrition. She has also created a course on cultural competency called Cultural Awareness for Health and Healthcare, which she is currently teaching for only the second time. One of her primary research interests include the promotion of breastfeeding and other child-rearing practices in communities with low or declining breastfeeding rates, both in the United States and in African countries. So welcome, Dr. Cetileone. We're happy to have you. Great. So just to start off, could you tell us a little bit in your own words what breastfeeding is? Well, what specifically breastfeeding is? Well, breastfeeding is... um, It's also known as nursing, and it's actually the feeding of babies and young children with milk from a mother's breast, right? So health professionals recommend that breastfeeding begins within the first hour of a baby's life and continue as often and as much as the baby wants. So one of the things to know is that during the first weeks of, uh, of life, babies may breastfeed roughly about two to three hours, and the the duration of that particular breastfeed may be usually between 10 to 15 minutes on each breast. Older children would probably feed less often. Um, It's important also to know that the recommendation for breastfeeding, how much to breastfeed or how long to breastfeeding, and this is from the American Academy of Pediatrics, is for mothers to exclusively breastfeed their infants until they are six months of age. That means, you know, just feeding them breastfeeding alone, which is a very kind of a difficult concept for a lot of mothers to um, to have. Yes, a little daunting, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But when we talk a little bit about the benefits, you'll see that it um, it really helps to um, benefit the infant and also the mother. Okay. Too. Great. So. I know that there are other ways to breastfeed, per se, yeah. and that's the use of pumping. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we, we are finding is that um, a lot of people hold the assumption this with, with breast pumping becoming a little bit more com- uh, common, there's the assumption that bottle feeding uh, breast milk to a child is equivalent to, you know, feeding... Um, a child um, breast milk from the breast, okay. you know, and that's not really true. That's not necessarily uh, true um, because one of the reasons is because breastfeeding is more than just the nutrients that the baby gets. Um, and there's kind of a lot written about this, and I'm not sure that we're doing a good job in in maybe explaining it to mothers, new mothers, that it's not just about the the nutrients, but it's also about the um, the comfort, the soothing um, that a child gets from actually 
suckling on the mother's breast, which is also very, very important for the growth. Mm -hmm. And so, um, um, so, you know, those are the two distinctions between them, between the two of them. Yeah. And that's funny you say that because that's something that I didn't know. I thought that, you know, if it's actual breast milk, it's just as beneficial, but it sounds like it might not be. I mean, the, the, you know, um, the, you know, when we're thinking about formula, which comes from a bottle, breast milk, which is from a bottle, and then breastfeeding, which is the child suckling on the mother's breast, you can think about it in terms of um, um, good, better, and best. Hmm. You know, so breastfeeding is actually better because of that added component um, of the just holding the baby and mm-hmm. just being relaxed. And, and there's actually a new study that I just saw from Brown University, which talks about how... Um, when a child is breastfeeding, they in later on in life they can be less stressed. They can deal mm. with stress better, and that comes not so much from the nutrients, but from that concept of holding and and and, and you know just being close to the mom and, wow. and, and all that. So yeah, yeah, wow, didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So you kind of started to talk a little bit about some of those benefits that the baby gets from breastfeeding. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that yeah. in terms of that versus the formula feeding? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I do tend to think of um, the options of formula, pumped, breast milk, um, and breastfeeding as falling on that continuum of good, better, and best. One of the things about breastfeeding in, in terms of the nutrients is that they're so unique compared to formula. Mm-hmm. You know, they have things that formula cannot have. Breast milk has all the nutrients, you know, the carbohydrates, the vitamins, um, and the minerals in just the right amounts for that baby right. and for the human baby, you know, because it's made by humans. Um, formula is made from cow's milk. And so those nutrients, the nutrient profile is for a cow. So mm-hmm. they're not tailor-made, you know, you right know, for a for, for a human baby, and so that's one thing that's very important to to recognize, and um, that that makes it so kind of superior. And also, breast milk is like I said, it's tailor made for your particular baby. So, for instance, if a woman has um, a premature baby, the nutrient profile of that breast milk is going to be different from when the baby is um, normal weight. normal weight mm-hmm. or. or at the end of the pregnancy. And so it's it's really the body is able to do that. Wow. Um, so it contains all the nutrients that your body needs for the first six months of, of life, which is why the recommendation is that all you need is just breast milk exclusively, nothing else mm-hmm. for those first six months um, after which you can continue breastfeeding, but you have to add some other mm-hmm. foods onto there. So it um, starts to become a combination yeah. of the solid foods maybe. Exactly. After point. six months, then you have the solid food, the complementary foods, mm-hmm. but you can still continue breastfeeding up until 12 months. I mean, okay. or longer if you right. want, but right. the recommendation is up to 12 months. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, so the other things about that is that, um, about the importance of breastfeeding is that, that first milk from the body, the mother's body, is called colostrum. Okay. And that colostrum, the first time that she feeds her baby, is 
full and rich with nutrients, higher amount of nutrients, almost like the, you know, the body understands that, you know, I need to feed this baby, mm-hmm. make sure that this baby is um, stays alive and all that. It not only contains the nutrients, but it contains antibodies, mm-hmm. which protects that baby from infections that they may come across. Um, and so formula-fed babies don't have that cholesterol, don't have that added you know, antibodies um, in in breast, that breast milk has. And so that's one up thing that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, so if you're breastfeeding, you're likely to have less doctor visits. Oh, wow. You know, Um, yeah. And and I think people have actually said that, you know, um, breast milk also has a unique combination of fatty acids and other components. And that contributes to, you know, the best brain development that you can give to to your baby. That's such an important stage and absolutely developing. Yeah, yeah. And this is where the brain is forming when the baby is young. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like the body understands that, that yeah, understands that, right? right. Um, and you don't get this in formula fed baby formula fed babies. Um, I think they've started trying to put these um these uni- these fatty acids, but they're not the same right. as when they come from produced by the body produced by the body mm-hmm. yeah so you are i mean it sounds like there's an extensive amount of benefits that the baby gets from being breastfed and i can imagine as a new mother or as an expecting mother it might be a pretty big decision to make am i going to breastfeed my baby or not um and can you talk a little bit about what goes into that decision making process in terms of yeah well, you know, what, what, what studies have shown is that um, what goes into the decision-making process is whether you have been breastfed or not, oh, wow. what your parents did mm-hmm. with you. Um, so within that confines of the family, what that's what makes you um, kind of think about um how you feel about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. The other important thing would be people that are closest to you, your husband, the father of the child, if you're, if you're with him, mm-hmm. you know, your mom, your close friends, what do they feel about you breastfeeding? Do they think it's a key or do they think, oh yeah, those are the things that really, um, um, I think help sways people's attitudes towards breastfeeding. And I think that even even nowadays when we are we are working um, and busy working moms, I think mm-hmm. with these core values and attitudes and um, what people around you think about them, you can you pretty much people figure out a way mm-hmm. to be breastfeeding um, while they are working and really um, leading that busy um, lifestyle. Right, right. And you you mentioned about you know the people around you and you mentioned husbands yeah. or spouses or partners. What kind of is the role of maybe your partner's your partner's place in all this? And is there any support that is necessary for a breastfeeding mother? Yeah. Well, you know, I would, um, in terms of support from husband or father of baby or whatever, I think the most critical support is how encouraging he is of wow. breastfeeding. You know, and studies have shown that. I mean, 
women will um, say that they breastfeed or women who are not decided about whether they want to breastfeed. And even if they say, I'm not going to breastfeed, if the father says, well, you know, I really think you should try it, they're more likely to try it. Okay. <laughs> and if they want to breastfeed and he says, I am not having it, you know, mm. then they're more likely to kind of be ambivalent or not do it at all. So that's really very, very critical. Wow. Um, for that and beyond that um, even though he can't breastfeed <laughs> he can help in other ways to help uh, mom facilitate that breastfeeding like okay. for instance um, holding the baby after a feed mm -hmm. um, um, maybe um, changing diapers yeah. <laughs> just being with the child you know um, yeah. and it's 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 surprising I've had four kids myself and it's surprising wow. how how you know how helpful it is just to have somebody hold the baby while you're resting because yeah. you know it seems like you're with the baby the whole time, time through you know so that's really very important even though it may not seem um much um but it's really at the time very very important mm -hmm. yeah. sounds like any little bit of yeah. support helps any little bit of support helps mm -hmm. yeah. especially with this is a big lifestyle change yeah if you absolutely think about it. absolutely yeah it really is yeah so in kind of today's social climate, a lot of young women tend to think that breastfeeding isn't positive or is not a positive experience. And what would maybe be your words of advice to encourage some of those young women yeah. and maybe change their minds? You know, I've had um, these type of issues and it's really, it's really strange because each, each of these kind of issues are a little bit different. So I really like to kind of talk to the person and kind of figure out what is it, what don't you find? What is it that you, what made you feel like this? Mm -hmm. What is it that makes you think breastfeeding is not, I think we need to get to that issue first right. and address it. And I know that a lot of times uh, it's what people have heard about breastfeeding. Uh, and um, one very common one is that breastfeeding hurts Oh, wow. You know, and that's just what they've come to believe because they've heard it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so one has to address that. Um, a lot of times breastfeeding doesn't hurt. A lot of people, I don't say most, but a lot of people don't find that breastfeeding hurt. If it does hurt, it could be due to how the baby latches onto the breast. So okay. the baby has to open their mouth really wide and take the whole of the breast in. Sometimes... Um, the baby doesn't do that and sometimes the baby doesn't do that because mom is nervous she mm -hmm. doesn't know and there's nobody there and that nervousness right can really cause a lot of these um issues so I would say relax and the other it. thing is I'm sure a lot of mothers think it's supposed to be this very natural thing yeah. and if there's difficulty that could be pretty discouraging absolutely, absolutely. and um one of the things about particularly mothers in the United States um why they may find it more difficult is that compared to other cultures, um, women in the United States don't just breastfeed like openly. Mm -hmm. or it, it's just not a thing that people do as much as in other cultures. And so when you are somebody who growing up in a culture where you don't see breastfeeding, mm -hmm. people breastfeed, um, it can make you nervous right. and it can make you think that, why can't I do it? It's supposed to be natural. Well, it's not. Mm -hmm. People in other cultures um, see people. That's a way of learning when you right. see others doing it. If you don't have that, then I think it becomes a little bit more, mm -hmm. quote unquote, difficult 
um, just because you think it's difficult. Right. And, right. and so you, you, you tense up. When you tense up, you tend not to do things mm-hmm. right. And it, we are almost in a time where breastfeeding is almost a social taboo. Yeah. And then you have some celebrities on different social platforms coming out and showing that, you know, no, I do breastfeed and breastfeeding is real yeah. and this is what it really yeah, looks like. And absolutely. And I think that's what's needed. Right. That's what's needed because it validates those who want to breastfeed and even those who don't are like, what? She mm-hmm. does it too? Okay, I'll try it, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, we're definitely in an interesting time yeah. in terms of maybe changing some yeah. of those yeah. opinions. Um, and you mentioned this a little bit, the concerns of women thinking that breastfeeding will hurt. And I know that there are some legitimate problems that a baby can have mm-hmm. with latching onto the breast and what do you think mothers typically feel when a baby might have that problem and what kind of help does she seek out if the baby is having trouble oh yeah I mean I think that the first thing um if you know if you're having those problems of latching um is to immediately seek help I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of times as soon as the baby has problem latching people want to give up and say I'm done with this it's 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 you know um, it's just too difficult or it hurts too much. You know, I, I really think we should think of, of um, I like to think of breastfeeding like as as though it's a dance. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dancing with somebody, you are seeing somebody for the first time. They are, you are doing your dance over trying to do your dance and they're trying to keep up and they're not quite doing it. And mm-hmm. so you re, readjust and say, okay, yeah. now, it's the same thing with breastfeeding. Yeah. It's just, a groove. yeah, you kind of get the groove until you kind of really get to know your baby and, and say, oh, okay, so this is what they want. And the baby gets to know you and, oh, this is what they, you know, that right. type of thing. So it's kind of like a dance. And with the dance, if you don't get it right the first time, you don't say, oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down. I'm not doing it. You you go back and you try. So I think it's the same thing with them um, breastfeeding. It might not go, not go right the first time, but I think it's it's worth giving it a try. And one other thing that I would say on that is that it's better to prepare early, mm-hmm. like at those, um, as soon as you find out that you're, you're, um, you're pregnant, maybe you're those doctor visits or those nurse visits, Think about things of breastfeeding and la- ask the nurses about mm-hmm. latching. What's the best way to do it? And, and begin to kind of acclimatize yourself and get used to that idea. And just imagine it, mm-hmm. you know, what it is. There are lots of hospitals and doctors' offices that have um, breastfeeding classes okay. or beforehand and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I've heard of, you know, the lactation specialists yeah. and yeah, things absolutely. like that. So I think that's important. Yeah. And I have seen research around the amount of mothers that typically drop off breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, they start out, they try to stay exclusive yeah. for six months, but yeah. maybe they only do for three months. Yeah. And do you think part of that comes from just the frustration? Yeah, some of it may come from the frustration um, and not having help, not having support maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think support is such a big, big deal, you know, and, and not having that support. But, you know, I don't think it's something that one should make themselves feel guilty about. They did it for three months or however long they did it for. And I think that's what one should take away from that. Yeah. yeah. You know, something is better than nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about what that transition is between 
six at that six month mark Mm -hmm. what that looks like you know seven months eight months in terms of how often they're breastfeeding and what's introduced well at at the six months well we talk about immediately after birth we want we would like to see baby immediately latch onto the mother and that also is important because it gets those hormones that produce the that, uh, the breast milk working. Mm-hmm. Um, so your body understands that, oh, she wants to make milk, so mm-hmm. they will produce. Um, six months, so you feed exclusively up to six months, just breast milk alone, nothing else except maybe vitamin D. After six months, then you would start introducing um you know, the first foods, and one of those would be um, maybe a cereal. Yeah. (laughs) You introduce the cereal first. And then you would go on um, to introduce maybe fruits and then um, meats and stuff like that. But within, even when you're introducing those first foods, you would still be breastfeeding. Okay. Because remember, the child is still getting the comfort from that and still getting the nutrients, which are very, very important. Right. But... um, um, comfort and just soothing and just the closeness for both mom and dad, uh, mm-hmm. mom and dad mom and baby <laughs> is important. You're right, and it's almost a comfort thing, and yeah. it probably becomes a routine, it maybe at bedtime. Routine. Exactly, and and, mm-hmm. and helps them structure their day. Yeah, no, that's great. And in terms of, I don't know if this is a myth or a fact, but I've heard that mothers who breastfeed may have a greater chance of dropping that baby weight. Um, more quickly than those that don't. Is is there any truth yeah. to that? Yeah. Um, you know, that's definitely true. There has been research that shows that, um, you know, moms who breast who breastfeed lose their weight much faster, mm-hmm. um, the benefits of breastfeeding um, for the moms. Um, one of the things about the hormones that make the breastfeed um, – good for breastfeeding, but also good for moms, because one of the things that they do is that if you're breastfeeding exclusively in particular, then you can stop, your menstruation stops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of a a good thing at that time. Right. Um, And um, women who have not um, breastfeed their babies have an increased risk of cancer of the breast and ovaries. That's one thing that's, yeah. So breastfeeding also does help with um, alleviating things like cancer of the breast and cancer of the ovaries, heart disease and osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? I think that's about yeah, the main things. Yeah. Just so many benefits that maybe people don't know about. Maybe people don't know about. And um, actually one of, one of the hormones that uh, is produced from breastfeeding is uh, the hormone oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And that's a hormone that is makes us feel very relaxed and and less stressed. So you're coming home from work, and oh, you can just sit down if you can. And breastfeeding brings up that hormone of oxytocin, and you kind of um, can feel relaxed. And the baby feels that, of course, and wow, so yeah. they too feel relaxed and less stressed. Mm-hmm. And, and so there are all those kind of like intangible benefits that we don't very often really talk about which i think are really so important in this stressful life that Mm -hmm. we have right now right Right. and that seems like that must be pretty important to be able to communicate with other mothers and get to know their experience too yeah that 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 would be great i mean i was talking to some women at um 
a clinic the other day and she was saying that she would love to have a group of mothers who are breastfeeding just to to be around and just to hear what their stories are because mm-hmm. she just kind of feels like she's the only one breastfeeding. Right. And even though people are encouraging to be nice to see others around her mm-hmm. breastfeeding too. In fact, one of the one of the pregnant women that I was talking to and I asked her, well, what, what would she want? I mean, what would make, what would she want to know? And she said, you know, I would just want to see somebody actually breastfeeding yeah. like, with their breast out yep. and just actually see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's an idea I hadn't thought about, you know, actually seeing it, you know, right. because we learn from that, right. you know. So. And that takes away almost that fear factor, yeah, of absolutely. It, especially for new mothers. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, to wrap up a little bit, are there any last takeaways you'd like to share with our listeners that we haven't covered? Any last advice? Well, <laughs> you know, what the only thing that I would really like to say, um, is that I really would like to encourage every woman who has a baby to at least try, you know, to breastfeed. And, and I think that's that's enough just to try. I'm not going to beat anybody over the head or make them feel bad. It's not a judgment thing. No. But I think just trying it, relaxing and, and, and trying to figure it out. Maybe you like it. Hopefully you will. And um, But also just to know that, Breastfeeding can be that very special time in the day when you get to create that very special bond with your child, and that bond can last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so it can be a very worthwhile experience mm-hmm. for both mother, baby, and dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's such a special bond, and you yeah. can't really get much closer you than can't that. Than that, yeah, yeah. It's really so. special. Well, thank you so much for your oh, time, so Dr. Celione, and thank yeah. you to our listeners for joining our podcast to learn about breastfeeding. Becoming more informed about these topics can help you make better decisions for you and your family down the road, whether that's now or in the future. So tune in next time for another episode in the Uplift podcast series from us here at getupanddosomething.org.